What's up, Mike Mendoza, Fast Real Estate Services, Cleveland, Ohio. On the commute, talking real estate. It's January 28th, 2020. Um, February's right around the corner this weekend, so uh, hopefully your January went well as far as your business. Um, I'm still grinding. Um, didn't have a closing. Uh, well, uh, technically we had a closing in January. We closed a lease, a, th- a five-year lease, I believe, in an industrial space about 16,000 square feet. So um, looking to um, just continue to increase my listings, working with buyers, and um, we have a tentative closing scheduled for February on a mixed-use commercial building in the Cleveland Heights neighborhood. So fingers crossed that that gets closed. Um, Just need to get through the financing aspect they have until uh, the 14th to get a loan commitment or we're putting this back on the market. So um, uh, three new listings, uh, investor for residential uh, is flipping a house and then also uh, has two houses that he's been renting out that um, he is looking to sell and cash out on. So we're gonna help him with that. So my priorities are gonna be um, focusing on marketing those listings. If you're looking for a nice turnkey rental in the Cleveland market, uh, east side of Cleveland, uh, universe, I'm sorry, South Euclid neighborhood. And then also um, we have um, a fully remodeled single family home in Maple Heights that uh, will go for um, probably about 90000 and then uh, rent you'll probably get anywhere between uh, 800 and $1,000 per month in rent for this type of house. So um, any investors out there looking for good deals um, and good cash flow, uh, give me a call. So um, we are marketing those, working with our buyers. I have a, an active buyer that's looking at my commercial listing in, at North, Royal, North Royalton. So we're going to set up some showings over there. Um, and then, um, w- uh, as you've heard, we're working on a development of a historical theater, about uh, 16,000 square feet of theater space. We're, planning on turning into a food hall and dance performance um, facility and uh, also we have attached that building retail space about four or five thousand square feet and um, apartments that are about uh, four to six thousand square feet of space so excited for that we're going to be meeting with our developer partner um, next week so we're putting the performance together on that and then also uh, just uh, continuing to learn and work on um, organizing and developing this particular property. So um, it's going to be a long, long tail project. Um, you know, we, it, we're going to be developing this over the next probably three to five years. And um, because, you know, n- nothing just happens all at once, um, uh, we're going to probably start off with the apartments and then um, get get getting those rented out whether it's a uh, long-term rentals or Airbnb um, and then the retail spaces we will get filled up um, the, depending on the uh, the uh, 
strategy for the food hall and possibly market hall. There might be smaller uh, non-food vendors in that space, um, but mostly, you know, we're going we're going to market it as a um, as as a destination for food, and then if there's other, uh, whether it's food related or non-food related retail uh, for smaller vendors, we will have that. Um, my vision for that space um, is a, a gathering place. People want to sit down, uh, hang out, do some work, possibly, you know, uh, solo entrepreneurs um, just need space with Wi-Fi to sit around and do their work and meet with people in a nice, safe, um, clean environment um, that looks professional, that they can portray uh, a professional atmosphere. Um, most people are not uh, that uh, particular about um, as you know as far as customers they know that people are uh, mobile they, they don't have traditional offices so it's not as important anymore to have this nice office downtown to impress your um, your clients to go to you know I think more 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 and more consumers are demanding service they don't care about what kind of building you're in or or what have you. So the I think these food halls um, and mar- food, we'll call them market halls, um, offer a good alternative. You know, you see how well Panera does with, um, you know, mostly, you know, people who are there during the day, they are um, usually uh, entrepreneurs that don't work in traditional offices um, or they're with companies that... Um, they can work remotely, and so you know, instead of sitting at home, you know, it's really tough for me to sit at home to do work because I'm distracted with everything else that I got to do uh, within my home. I like to sit uh, in a place where um, I'm not going to be distracted by those things. So Panera Bread has done a good job. I think we're, um, you know, thinking, um, or at least I'm thinking the same thing for this place. People just want a place to gather, whether it's for entertainment, business. Um, leisure, uh, or to eat if they're hungry, or to uh, check out what's new and exciting as far as retail goods that they can't find anywhere else. So uh, I'm going to come back with uh, another segment later today, and uh, we'll uh, go from there. What's up? Segment two, January 29th, Wednesday. Uh, almost done with January. Hopefully um, your January is doing well. Just wanted to uh, touch upon, I know in the news, and everybody is talking about the tragic death of Kobe Bryant and the helicopter crash uh, a few days ago. And, um, you know, it... it death, although morbid and uh, not things that we'd like to talk about, it's um, inevitable, it's necessary sometimes, at least for me to really put into perspective what our life is really about. And, you know, getting to, um, you know, what what, uh, I'm trying to do in this podcast and, and business is to provide value um, in the real estate space. And the only way you can create value is 
to build relationships, in my opinion. There's, I know there, there could be examples out there of business people um, not building relationships and still building their business, but uh, I just don't see a lot of those um, folks sustaining their business over a long period of time um, because, you know, you can only get so far with um, leverage outside of relationships to build your business. So, um, but, you know, going back to, um, you know, there's a lot of people that pass away and death is inevitable. And, you know, what I think death teaches us is that, you know, it teaches us obviously our mortality, that we don't have a lot of time and that we just need to be happy. And also we need to make sure that we, we prioritize people rather than um, our business for profit per se. So, you know, what I'm getting at is that, you know, my business is doing um, and growing well because I continue to try to build relationships. Uh, you know, people call that networking, but it's really, as I've said in other podcasts, it's providing value to somebody with no expectation in return of anything that they're going to give you. And, um, and you're doing it because uh, you want to do it, not because you have an ulterior motive to um, increase your business, make more money, whatever, what have you, um, because your business will come um, when your relationships grow. And so most of my business in the last uh, two and a half years has been from referrals. I haven't marketed, um, you know, and obviously I should uh, market more and uh, put more of my budget into marketing for clients and, you know, also things that we're doing for development um, of properties. Uh, but, you know, I, I've just been lucky to, you know, the, the and I attribute that to the relationships I've built over the years. Now, you know, um, yesterday was my birthday and, you know, people reach out and, um, you know, I, I just uh, feel a sense of urgency to, you know, uh, connect with people um, on a regular basis as much as possible. Meaning, you know, I got, I got a, a, a post from a friend um, from college and he uh, was mentioning a a road trip that we took that, you know, we literally almost died in because we were driving in, um, you know, a really bad snowstorm and, you know, we had no sleep whatsoever. And I was driving the whole time because he couldn't drive stick shift. And, you know, so the, and, you know, I, I, I haven't seen him in years, probably 10 years. Um, we messaged back and forth um, on the social media platforms, but, I just realized, I'm like, man, I need to call somebody, just even talking to them for a couple minutes, because you never know, that could be the last time you talk to that person, um, you know, because something tragic might happen to you. So you can't take for granted um, things. And, um, you know, one thing that really uh, made my day today, um, I, I mean, this is the highlight of my year, decade, whatever. My 12-year-old son, I, you know, I had to leave early for a meeting this morning, so they had to get ready for school on their own to get on the bus. And then I just said, 
have a good day. I love you. And then he texted back, um, uh, I L Y T, which <laughs> in there, in, in the texting language is I love you too. And I, I, I mean, that means more to me than anything else in the world, you know, whatever kind of money, um, that I make and, you know, just to have my son, um, uh, text me that even though he didn't talk to me um, he didn't see me face to face to say that you know people um, I think are getting too hung up on um, how technology is somewhat destroying um, people's social skills or ability to communicate if anything that enhances like I wouldn't because I was at a meeting I would have never gotten that message otherwise so would I rather get that message than him telling me um, telling me that, of course, you know, again, that could have been, or that could be the last time I communicate with my son. So um, communicate, however, but uh, I think the point is prioritize um, those relationships in your life that you want to cultivate, build, and, you know, just reach out, uh, be, be sincere. Um, and from a business perspective or from a personal perspective, I think, we need to not I think we I know we need to do more for other people without expecting anything in return um, because uh, in my opinion um, it will come back to you and sometimes it'll come back to you tenfold fivefold whatever and if it doesn't come back to you it doesn't matter it you um, if you're doing something for somebody that that you should feel good um, knowing the fact that you helped them out or you added value or you're doing something to further their happiness. Um, and by uh, furthering their happiness, if you truly care about them, then that's going to make you happy. So, and I almost guarantee it, this is how I uh, based uh, and built my success in, my, uh, in the healthcare field is that I would have never reached some of those uh, those those milestones if I didn't um, build those relationships, um, you know, and uh, just having people message me on my birthday from all over the world, uh, friends that have are working um, in different parts of the world, you know, they're, they're not able to call. And, you know, I think it's great that we're able to connect that way. So I don't think there's an excuse to not connect. And again, I don't, I think it's very, um, or I, I disagree strongly with people who oppose social media to uh, uh, communicate and connect with people and build relationships. Just because it's a different way of doing it doesn't mean it's um, uh, not good or it do, it's not adequate enough on uh, the way that you built your relationships back in the day when these platforms weren't around. But at the same time, you know, calling somebody saying hello in person also goes a long way. You just have to um, do what you can do and uh, be grateful for everything that you've got. So, you know, I hope, um, you know, I continue to work in that mindset and, you know, I have um, no doubt and very confident that that's going to help my business um, and my personal life in the end. So with that, I'll come, come at you with an, another segment here. Uh, but again, always humbled and blessed to know that somebody is listening to this and hopefully it's providing some value. So talk to you on the next segment.
what's up segment three just documenting the day here for those interested um we're meeting with uh local cdc um within development projects really no need to know all aspects of uh the property that you're developing or redeveloping um uh something new came up with uh this building um there is still minority ownership uh, from another party. Uh, and, um, you know, so basically we have to make sure that we're in tune to what they're doing or what their intentions are um, because they need to be involved if they're part owners. And we thought in the beginning that uh, that ownership was being relinquished, but apparently it's not. So at least for now. So we're, we're going to meet with those folks and find out what's going on, what uh, their intention is, and then obviously our role. Hopefully it's not a conflicting role to what we're doing and what we were hired to do. So, um, you know, well, it's a great experience. Um uh, to have so we can try to navigate through these things and um, we're going to uh, hopefully uh, synergize and not be in conflict um, at least that's what I'm assuming you know I hate to be pessimistic but we also have to be realistic to know that you know when there's uh, different owners or you know uh, 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 several cooks in the kitchen then there's different opinions on how things should be done and also what decisions need to be made in order to develop this property. And there's also some uh, things that we discovered that can encumber this property from future development. So we're going to learn more about that. Um, so you need to learn um, your city and county uh, uh, involvement, let's say, with the with the property and what what might be whether that's violations or taxes that um, need to be uh, paid or any other you know contractors that have liens on the property so those types of encumbrances that may be part of the property that you're trying to develop so um, so yeah so we're, we're, we're going to be meeting with them then we're going to meet with the architect and designer um, potential architect and designer for this development project today just to, to get their thoughts um, on how we can make this thing work so uh, with the ideas that we have and then um, hopefully we will meet with our partner developer uh, later on this week to um, keep going on to the next step so just to give you a flavor uh, I wish I could say in more detail but um, you know a lot of this stuff at least for now, isn't uh, totally confirmed or is partly confidential. So um, we will try to, uh, or I will try to get you uh, and keep you in the uh, in the know, up to date, in the loop, and um, uh, have you see the story and the development. What's up, Mike Mendoza? Segment four. It's February tenth. Almost halfway through February. Um, and wanted to talk about, uh, you know, uh, doing brokerage of properties that may not be in your um, niche area. Meaning, if you're a commercial broker or real estate agent, um, and 
you don't have many deals or listings going with that um you know there's there's no reason that you shouldn't also do residential um and also uh just doing deals obviously to uh get you acclimated both to the residential neighborhoods that you're working in and also obviously making uh commissions um with a different type of of real estate you know if you're in Cleveland, Ohio, um, and you have your license to sell real real estate, then, you know, it, it just makes sense to also supplement your commercial real estate brokerage with um, residential real estate. So um, you never know. You uh, The uh, last showing that I did um, ended up, the person was an investor um, looking for a condo for their mom and um you know as we got to talking he works with investors that uh have a good bit of capital that they're looking to spend and invest with real estate and so um you know i I wouldn't have met him if if i didn't show this condo residential condo so you never know who you're going to meet out there you know, I think uh, if you meet anybody in the real estate world, you're building your brand, you're building your awareness that you are uh, somebody that they can turn to as an expert to sell their real estate, whether it's residential, whether it's commercial, um, you know, so on and so forth. So just a little quick uh, hit um, and uh, I'm getting ready to publish this episode um, with the different segments. So with that, Keep thinking, keep learning, but most importantly, just keep doing.